And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you by Away With Me Travel, the official travel agency of the Disney Dads Podcast and our YDF Media. Summer is just around the corner and there's no better time to head to Walt Disney World to enjoy all the magic. And Away With Me Travel is here with a brand new opportunity to make sure you experience all the magic Disney Parks has to offer. So right now, when you book your summer vacation with Away With Me Travel in any deluxe resort for a three-day package or longer, we will automatically upgrade your Hopper Pass to a premium Hopper Plus Pass. The Hopper Plus Pass brings so many new adventures to your Disney vacation. From the amazing Disney water parks, Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon, to ESPN Wild World of Sports Complex, Disney's Oak Trail Golf Course, the Nine Hole Walking Course, and also the amazing miniature golf courses on site. There's so much magic for your family to experience this summer through Away With Me Travel and at the Disney parks. So be sure to get a hold of Justin or Jamie at show at awaywithmetravel.com. We hope to hear from you soon. This episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you courtesy of our Patreon supporters. Want to support the show? Become a Patreon member. Thank you. Thank them. Now enjoy the show. Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. There's a touch of madness around here. Hello and welcome to the Disney Dads Podcast from the Matterhorn, Switzerland, all the way to the La- was it the Lao Islands? Uh, yeah, sure. Laos? That's Fiji, yeah. whatever. And all the way off, how about, we'll just even throw in the Great Pyramids. And my favorite of all time is the Neuschwanstein Castle in Bavaria, Germany. But guys, before we even start talking about all the amazing people that listen to the show and all those places, I'm going to get to you guys, my two favorite Disney guys in the world, who we continually talk Disney and a lot of other stuff, and we're not going to talk about that. But... Mike and Justin, before we go down the road of talking about what we are tonight, how are you guys doing? Doing good. We're starting to get things back to normal around here a little bit. Uh, We had a little bit of good news. Uh, Myself, Laura, and the girls all tested for the corona antibodies, and we all have them. So it should be, you know, supposedly, you know, who knows? This is all new charted territory. Uh, We should be pretty immune to getting the virus again. So that was kind of a, you know, a sweet news to hear. Uh, you know, the girls are kind of excited because a lot of their friends have had the antibody testing. So uh, hopefully we're kind of taking a step into the direction of normalcy. You know, uh, we're starting to see some businesses open up. I know, Justin, you've had a few businesses open up by you and it's starting to get a, hopefully a little bit normal by you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's been good. I mean, like little by little, we haven't really taken advantage of that much yet. Um, it's weird. Like I was telling Katie the other day that we've gotten so used now to being at home that going out was very strange it was a very weird thing to be out to a restaurant and sitting down and and eating and doing all that so but it's good man i didn't know you all got tested and and everybody came back i got tested uh too so uh it was good you got tested for covid no no for a world's most lovable boy and it came back positive so it's good (laughs) 
<laughs> well, Pamela. <laughs> the uh, Mike, that when you were describing it, it almost sounds like a club you're going to be in. Are you going to be uh, forever a positive? Like, will you test positive for COVID nineteen for the rest of your life? No, then? because uh, we that, we were retested and we came up negative. So I tested positive. No, I meant will you? Well, the antibodies. Will you always test positive for the antibodies? Uh, you know, I, I don't think they know. And, and they kind of gave the answer like, well, you know, you can get the flu shot. And you probably won't get the flu, but you could get the flu. So I think it's one of those things where, hey, you know what? You're right. probably not going to get the strain of corona you had before. But if the strain mutates, well, you might get it again. So uh, does it mean, really mean anything? No, okay. but it just kind of means that right. uh, hopefully we have some kind of antibodies built up that if we do get something, it won't be as severe. You know, and we'll be on. It will be well, okay. And, and I want to jump ship here again as I want to go over to Justin real quick. Um you after eating out after being quarantined for so long and then eating out um do you think that played effect on your stomach just because yeah, it was a because different food so different bacteria in the restaurants and stuff like have, that it could have been too like we've had a kind of a weird week here in general i didn't, I didn't tell you guys this but katie's mom fell down the stairs and broke her back so dang had, dude yeah man so we've been dealing with that and then uh you know just katie's been working at the hospital stuff like that so um but yeah you know i i was uh uh, feeling a little under the weather the last couple days, and uh, um, the <laughs> I would say yes, it has something to do with going out and getting that rich food because when you cook at home, you're you know what I mean. You're like you're throwing some steaks on the grill, or you're doing grilled chicken and salads yeah, and all right. that, and then all of a sudden I get like fajitas yeah, that are just <laughs> marinated in every sauce that could have ever been you know. So yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, before we start the show, guys, and because uh, I'm gonna hand it off to you guys because I really want to get into this, but before we do that, uh, let's uh, let's let's talk about the cast member pantry okay yes um and we'll put the information in the show notes for those of you who don't belong to our patreon group and um or who don't belong to the facebook group look i'm going to be very direct and very blunt here okay uh the um the whole reason that there is magic within Disney and all three of us has have preached this over and over again is our cast members. Every per single person that listens to this show that has been to Disney has had a cast member touch your heart. I'm not even saying touch your lives, touch your heart and has made it magical or else you wouldn't be listening to this show. Um, Disneyland, you know, corporate dis uh, excuse me, corporate Disney, um, the the uh, policies in place, those don't make Disney World. It's our cast members, okay? So so follow me here, guys and girls. Is um, right now there are so many cast members that are laid off, okay? Now here's the hiccup and the problem: is the unemployment has been drastically backlogged down in Florida. So you have cast members that are getting essentially nothing right now so that being said mike justin and myself we put our money where our mouth is because we love our cast members and we're relying on these guys to keep keep floating to keep their chin up and and be ready when the door is open to bring that magic to all of you guys all over again okay now there's a it's a it's called a cast member pantry it's it's accredited from a very good friend of ours who is a uh, a very respectable cast member, and his wife is somebody that is extremely respectable within the Disney community. So what I'm telling you this is I want to give validation that this is the real deal, okay? So Mike, Justin, myself, we donated, um, and I'm just going to throw it out there. We donated $100 to the cast member pantry. And um, what it is, this is ran by a cast member, by cast members, for cast members. And that's for cast members that really need help can reach out and can get a hold of this person. Now, what I'm asking for you guys collectively, 
I don't care if it's $2, guys. I don't care if it's it's 50 cents. I don't care if it's $5. Maybe you want to give up lunch and throw 15 bucks in a pocket and be able to Venmo some money down to um, this this thing. Um, please do. Please. I mean, seriously, the cast members are what make life magical for everybody. Look, even now, as we're waiting for things to wind down, it's the cast members that are always in the back of our minds, guys. It's the waitresses and the waiters and, and these people that make it special. All three of us have incredibly magical people in our lives that are um, cast members. And a lot of these cast members intertwine in all three of our lives, you know, ironically, you know, as, as we've been around the block within Disney. And it really hurts my heart that these guys are hurting, guys. And you gotta, you gotta just at least empathize with these guys. Um, and I know a lot of you out there are hurting. All right. But these guys have nothing now. I mean, nothing. And um, just please check the show notes. We'll have some Venmo. Reach out to any three of us. You know, pick your favorite and uh, reach out to us. And when you ask Mike, you know, ask him, you know, um, what 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 do I need to do here? Who, how do I Venmo money? How do I do this? And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll walk you through that. And um, in the end, Guys, here's here's what's going to happen is uh, we're going to see these people through. Just we're going to help out as much as we can. So uh, please, please do that. And uh, guys, I, if, is there anything you want to add to that to just try to drive it home? It's a great program that was, like you said, set up by cast members, for cast members. 100% goes to um, groceries for cast members. They can stop by and get the things they need. So uh, really, really big. Look, and like you said, the littlest thing you can do, you might think it's little, but it's it's – a one step into helping these people who look for every day when we are in the parks, they are going out of their way to make us happy. So let's, let's take our turn and let's, let's give them, uh, uh, you know, our, show them our love and really help them in return. So now it's our turn to, uh, you know, give a hug, yeah. give a see you real soon. And this is the way we can do it. Absolutely. You know, not an episode goes by that we don't talk about, you know, our fond memories, great vacation times, and, you know, the cast members are the one that really make a difference. And like we said, we've, we've all pretty much just covered our bases on that. Uh, you know, let us give back to them. W- without them, we wouldn't have these amazing memories and these fine family moments. So uh, even if you've only been to Disney once, you know, I, I'm sure there was something and somebody did something for you. And uh, just really, it's a, it's a great way to say thank you. Like they said, whether it's a tiny little dollar amount, it goes a long way. And uh, we appreciate your guys' support when it comes to supporting them. Yeah, guys, listen here. Before before let's let's move on to the show here real quick. But what I would just want to add, you know, we're not the show that's continually asking for money. We're not always doing pledges. We don't do, you know, we're not we're not trying to raise money for for everything um, because that's um, that's not that's not the style that we went. Because each one of us, Mike, Justin, ourselves, we have our very personal charities that we donate to on a on a personal basis. So we kind of just don't want. We just kind of stay out of that. Um, this is the one time, guys, where I'm asking, like, this is our cast members, guys. These are our cast members. These are the guys who are who are making your life magical. They're the ones who are like, oh, man, I'm having a problem with my ADRs. And, and, and you get down there. And these are the guys who are, like, fixing it for you and making it perfect. And come on, guys, even a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, you know, hundred dollars. You know, throw five hundred bucks down there. Just, just do what your heart's telling you to help these guys out. And just know... In your heart, you helped and and you did it and 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 that's 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 gonna that's gonna be good enough. I'm telling you, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love the feeling. Anyways, guys, what are we talking about tonight? Let's just go ahead and and jump right in it. You know, we're talking about a ride tonight that I have a very fond memory of. It happened to be one of the larger, more extravagant rides that I was able to spend 
on our one of our family vacations that we were able to ride as a family because when we did this adventure, uh, Sammy was of age and of height what she could do it. I wouldn't say of age; she was of height what she could do this. And of course, Laura and Sarah and, and I decided to do this uh, ride. And uh, we head over to Epcot tonight, and we do one of the favorite things that I try not to miss when we go, and that would be Soren. You know, and Soren's had some changes over the years, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about those tonight. for the better. It's had some changes over the years, and um, you know, and and listen, we're gonna go sailing away tonight and talk about some of our favorite moments, some of our great, some of our highlights, and a little bit about the history of Soren. I tell you what, for me, Soren is a not miss attraction. Like we, whenever you think about the uh, the thrill it brings, whether it be the old Soren or the new Soren, it's places that most likely most people will never see in their lifetime. And not only do you experience seeing the place from a very unique vantage point, you also experience the smells and the feel and, uh, you know, and you do it as a family. You're sitting side by side. I remember the first time we ever rode someone with Riley and just watching her face. I don't think I even looked at the screen once. Watching her face the entire time was absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. And the whole concept of this attraction was, uh, you know, Disney had this idea for this attraction but they said, how are we going to pull it off? How do you make the feeling like you are going to fly in midair with, uh, you know, a hundred other guests or however, you know, however many you're seated there. Uh, but yet we make it individualized to yourself. That's quite a dilemma whenever you're talking about getting guests into a showroom. I mean, other than that, how do you get the, the uh, feel of takeoff? Well, it all came down to one man, and one man named Mark Sumner. Uh, he was a Disney Imagineer. Mark at the time uh, has an erector set with his kids, and he does this amazing uh, model that he takes into Disney and says, look, I think this might work. And it's the same exact model that we see today with the seats being set in there, and then they kind of move up like an escalator almost, uh, you know, where you don't see the people that were at first sitting in front of you if you can, you know, not pay attention to their feet. Um, but it really was a cool concept that something so simple that a man took a, a an erector set and created now became a staple attraction at not one, not two, not three, but uh, before Disney parks around the world. The uh, that's no joke, man. Have you ever really looked at uh, looked at the the um, this whole this whole contraption? Um, that's a pretty that is super solid, man. Mike, I know you have. I mean, I know you've probably memorized the blueprints on that deal. Um, what was your first impression when you sat down and you looked up at the riding mechanism itself? Did you were you were you kind of like, wow, that's very simple, or were you like? Man, that's pretty solid. I mean, what was your initial reaction being the mechanic? It was almost, it was very cool to look at, but it was almost so advanced for being so simplistic. I guess it's probably the best way to explain it. It's a simple system Mm -hmm. that works. You know, it's not... Oh, it's not like a uh, some kind of weird 3D system like you have with the uh, you know flight on the banshee you know with the, with the Avatar stuff. You're not wearing special 3D glasses. You know, you ha- I've been to IMAX movie theaters before. We have them here in New York, and I'm sure you guys have them by where you are. And that kind of gives you that larger than life feeling. And it's basically just like you said, it's an erector set that just pulls you up, and it's very simple in concept, but a very big effect you get out of it. And it's, it's very cool how that works. I want to say that. 
the first couple of times that I wrote it, uh, I didn't want to see how it worked. And then I want to tell you that if you really want to see how it works, if you go all the way to your right-hand side, if you're looking at the screen and you get one of the back rows and you look towards your left, you get a really good vantage point of how it works. Uh, so for anyone who wants to really kind of spoil their magic, so to speak, if they do, if they want to see how it works, that's probably one of the best viewing spots that I have of watching the mechanisms kind of uh, work while you're doing Soren. You know, don't uh, don't pay attention to the screen. Kind of look to your left if you're all the way on the right hand side. It's super cool. Now let me ask you guys this: uh, Whenever we look at Soren. Soren is Soren, right? But originally, the name for Soren was Ultra Flight. Can you picture it still being Ultra Flight? <laughs> no. It sounds so goofy. No, yes, that's it's a perfect word, goofy. Yeah, I mean, like I, I just I can't. And it's weird too because whenever you hear stuff like that, mm-hmm. maybe it's just because we're so used to Soren. You know, okay. but looking back, I'm gonna go over and write Ultra Flight, and that's how you I know, picture like, it too. I picture like right. the uh, uh, whatever his name is on Napoleon Dynamite, the uh, the, the oh, MMA yeah. guy. Yeah, We're yeah, gonna yeah. go write Ultra Light or uh, Randy Macho <laughs> Savage, right? I mean, right, right. Yeah, that's exactly. Snap into a Slim Jim on Ultra Flight. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. I tell you what, with this was a uh, like I said, a very unique attraction with the OmniMax uh, screen. Now we. <laughs> We have all experienced that. Before we jump on to the attraction, the one thing is the queue. The queue is very simple, but it serves a great purpose. Yeah, it's a nice long walk in the air conditioner. I guess, Mike, you said that mm-hmm. the uh, the other day. That was as we were, we were talking soaring. Just, um, yeah, but it looks like an airport terminal, guys. There you go. Yep, I mean, 100%. You know, period. I mean, and the thing is, is um, it, it's orderly. You... you um, the wall, though, I don't know. Do your kids make you lift them up and so they can see over walls? Like, my kids have seen more of Disney that I'll never see. Like, Dad, lift me up. Let me see over this wall. Um, well, maybe not you, uh-huh. Justin, but Mike, did, did the girls ever? <laughs> I was say, I have to have Katie lift me up. What are you talking so, about? So, you know, you got that wall there, so I would lift them up. And, and I think it took a couple of trips for Parker to realize, oh, that's the return. So, I mean, he was three or four at the time, but. Um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it, it's, it's solid. It's a, how long is that walk? Do you know off the top? And if you don't know, that's fine. But I was just I curious, like seven miles, nine <laughs> miles. It's pretty long. I, 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 I like the fact that once you get done with it, or do you guys ever sit and you go, man, I hope for row two. I want row two. I want row two. You know what I mean? And then I want the middle of row two or do you, which row are you guys hoping for? Cause as you board those oh, boarding guys, gates, I'm, I'm so bad. I'm so bad. I tell the cast member flat out. You asked for it. Can you? Can I please get this? And they're like, "Okay, but you're gonna have to wait." I'm like, "That's fine." Yeah. Do you want row two? Is that what you want? Yeah, right in the middle, row two. Right in the middle. Um, Now, Rach is is kind of a fuddy duddy when it comes to this ride. She hates heights. She takes it for the team. Mm -hmm. So um, we need to be on the bottom row. I'm like, really? I mean, if if we're at three thousand feet above a castle or three thousand or two thousand ninety five, does it make a difference? Right. You know. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those things too where I, I love I love the pre-show. Conducting our final systems check. Please stow all carry-on items in the under-seat compartment. For your safety, remain seated with your seatbelt fastened during your flight and watch your children. Patrick's amazing, dude. He's my favorite. If they would have got rid of him on this on the this this when they when the it got better. Then uh, you know when when Soren upgraded to a better Soren, 
um, I think there would have been an absolute revolt within the Soren Disney community. Don't both you guys don't look at me like that. Do you think he's perfect for the for the, for the role? Not just in life. Absolutely, I mean, he is perfect. And here's in life, why but, I know. love him, and this is why he's a perfect play because he is the voice on the Skylander, the Skylander pilots in Skylanders, uh-huh. and me and my son used to play Skylanders all the time. And when we went to Disney World, and his voice was there, it was just like it was meant to be, man. He's the perfect guy for it. I'm sorry. I, I actually, you know what? I'm not sorry. Yeah. Mike, is is that something? Do you guys pay attention to the movies and stuff, the videos at the beginning? Oh yeah, when you once you hear his voice and he starts talking about your your upcoming flight, it just kind of really puts you in the mood. And uh, yeah, no, he's and he he's got that funny, witty, sarcastic. Uh, you know, even though he's supposed to be serious, it kind of really adds a little humor to it. So I, I think his delivery on that is perfect. Well, he's goofy enough to be goofy, but he's a big boy. I would never tell him he's goofy, though. No. He's a, you Patrick's know, a monster, man. He's well, a big dude. Wasn't he? He was in the service, too, I believe. And he, I believe, uh, he, was, I believe like, he was a Marine. He was in Seinfeld. He was full, I, I don't know if he was in, in, in Marine Corps. I don't know if he's a Marine. I don't know. But, um, uh, maybe I, I get him and one other guy confused. But he's a beast, man. Um, so I, I have to tell you guys, after 141 episodes, I've never told you guys this. So... I, you know me. I'm very loving. You know what I mean. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna say anything. You know the one time I'm a Disney snob. Yeah. Is when people reach for my seatbelt on Soren, <laughs> or like Star Tours, when obviously they've already said the way the seatbelt buckles. <laughs> I just want to smack hands. Like I get so frustrated. I'll tell Katie. I'm like, how do these people not know? I feel like Tommy Boy. You ever seen Tommy Boy? Where he's coming down the. Uh, he's like, Tommy's gonna show. You know, if you can't uh, buckle a seatbelt, Tommy's gonna come down the aisle and hit you over the head with a mallet. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the only time I'm a Disney snob. That's it. Only time. And Soren is the perfect example of that. Um, also, something else I love they did about Soren was that they made it for smaller kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they could have made this attraction to where, you know what, we're just going to set one height requirement. Right. And if you're not there, you're not there. But they said, you know what, we could put one extra safety precaution in and allow kids a little bit smaller to ride this, you know, with bringing the middle piece up. That is such uh, an ease of mind for me, that mm -hmm. little strap. I mean, because could you imagine if that wasn't there? I would be in panic mode the whole time, you know? Justin uses it every trip. I use it every time (laughs) with a booster seat. They uh, Think about this. You are literally lifted off the ground, mm-hmm. right? If you fell, it would hurt a lot, right? A lot. But yet you just have a, a safety belt on, right? Yeah. Then you go over and you get in that death trap that is Mission Space. You're inside, locked in. I can't move if I wanted to. And you have to wear a safety harness over your shoulders. Do that. It doesn't make sense. I'm just saying. So Soren with the safety harnesses could be an incredible ride, right? Maybe the, the whole... Oh, think about how the, they could dip and oh, do the... That's incredible, though, how they do that anyways when you go over to the Great Wall. Yeah. I, yeah. I got to tell you about my, my... Let me let me tell you about my special... Um, my, my most special moment at uh, Disney World is uh, Parker, you know, in years to come, Parker will re-listen to all these shows and... Uh, and he's going to say, like, Dad, did you really think I was a chicken? And I'm going to be like, dude, you are the most cautious kid I've ever I've ever encountered in my life. I mean, cautious. Like, like by the books, Dad, that says do not enter. No, that meant for cars. We're walking. Are you sure? So the guy doesn't like to – he doesn't want heights. He doesn't – he's not – he's very fearful of the unknown, right? He's, I mean, he's getting a little bit better. But so I talk him into Soren. 
and I'm, I'm talking to him. He's sitting down next to me, my hands on his lap. And uh, I'm like, it's just a movie, pal. Just remember, it's just a movie. And um, he's, he's gripping, he's gripping hard, man. He's gripping hard. And we take off and you go through those clouds. And I'm like, look, man, it's just a movie. And I watched him the whole time. Like you said, you watched Rye. And that moment where the whole tension just released and he accepted it that it was just a movie and a ride. Oh, talk about a magical dad win, man, where I'm like, I was there to experience that. It was so, so incredible. Um, you know, there's a couple of hairy rides, you know, where you kind of dip up a little bit and then dip down and he, he kind of gripped a little bit. But, um, man, I'll tell you what, that was such a special moment for me. And I got that on my little GoPro that moment oh very too. cool yeah yeah so that was uh wonderful and um you know i'll definitely uh treasure that little video forever because that was just a, a moment in life where it was uh man it was just a dad win i'll just i'll take it you know well so the before you take off on flight 5505 which pays homage to the opening day uh there at epcot which is may 5th 05 right uh so mike your girls well, sammy wasn't born yet then and Sarah would have been still very young. When was their first trip with Sarah? Uh, their first trip was 2009, but we didn't go to... No, was it 2009? No, it was, well, no. It was, uh, Sammy's first trip, she was only 12 months old. Uh, Sammy's first trip, she was only nine months old, so she was born in 2007. I think the first trip when we went to Epcot was 2009, so she was about two or three years old, and she was just mm -hmm. tall enough to be able to make Soren. Uh, so, yeah, so I want to say either 2009, 2010 is when we first did it as a family. And how did they do? They they enjoy it, or were oh, they a little amazing? Cautious? It was it was one of my family's greatest moments because it was like a, a big thrill ride that we all did together. You know, before that, all of our Disney trips were you know, the family rides together were you know Small World, Pirates. Um, you know, it, it was kind of hard to you know really take in that amazing moment. You know, I mean, obviously Pirates is a great ride, Haunted Mansion. That all those all have their place, but this was like a thrill ride. You know, with, with the effects and you know how you have that uh, lighter feeling and you're just flying. So that was something that the kids never experienced before. And that was one of our greatest family moments, them, us doing that together. Dude, I tell you, it is. That is, I think that's a Disney staple. Like you said, Jay, I mean, just watching his face and you, Mike, watching the girls and I, you know, you can always tell like the first, if you were looking around, probably the first, the parent who's riding it the first time with their kids. So, cause they're not watching the screen at all. Um, now, the age-old debate. What is better, new Soaring or old Soaring? So let's start with old Soaring. Soaring over California with some of the amazing spots. The Golden Gate Bridge. You go to Napa Valley. You go to like, oh, Yosemite the Falls. You got the Navy ship that you You got the Navy yeah, ship. You got the USS John C. Stennis. Uh, you know, you go downtown LA and then, uh, you're at Disneyland at the end of it. Um, this was a, for me, you know, this is the original, it was the staple. Uh, some of the things that I absolutely loved was the smell of the oranges. I mean, for me, this is classic Disney. Now, what I want to say is we've all three experienced the old one. Uh, it wasn't replaced until 2016. So we've, uh, we've all been there. What are your highlights of the old Soren? Because we are going to compare these two and see which one is the better Soren. Go ahead, Mike. You go first. I think you nailed it with the Orange Grove. I think the Orange Grove is what it was my, one of my favorite scenes, and um, I think the surfing. You know, as you as you're 
coming mm-hmm. down near the surf. It's hard to smell water, but it has that ocean breeze type of smell. So I think between the orange grove and the when the surfers come around and, you, and you're just kind of skimming along the top of the water and you get that ocean breeze smell, I think those are my two absolute favorite scenes from the original Soren. It's hard to top those. Yeah. It's a good ride, man. It was good. And, you know, I, I'm not like this is this is where I think we get into the whole purist versus non-purist, because mm-hmm. even though I experienced it originally, I'm not a purist because I didn't fall in love with the ride. I came into Disney as an adult and as a skeptic. So, you know, I'm looking at, um, you know, I'm looking at of iWorks, um, you know, facial hair on the screen. You know, I, I don't. I, it's, uh, you know, kind of like almost like a crappy eight millimeter would flare up once in a while. And. Yeah, it was cool, but I'm like, this is Disney World. This is the best you guys got? So, um, yeah, am I going to rub the purest uh, ribs? Uh, probably, and with no shame at all, because that video was horrendous. Well, And they went through a cleanup, you... right? Didn't they do a cleanup Yeah, they did. It? Yeah, yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. They went back and, and cleaned it up and everything. Let me give you this, though. They both have their highlights. Um, for me, the highlight of the Orange Grove is huge. Um, I like the idea of Soren over California being one place. I, I, I like that. Like, I like the fact of like, it all started in California. You know, this is, this is where we're at. You're seeing Disneyland. But then again, for people who are Walt Disney world people mm-hmm. and you're in Epcot, mm-hmm. then the newer one makes more sense. So let's skip over to the new Soren because look, that's what we're going to talk about the most because that's the one that everyone is experiencing now and they're going to be experienced whenever they uh, are getting back in the parks. For me, I want to ask you this both. What is your maximum weight to ride Soren uh, around the world? Oh, I won't wait more than 20 minutes. 20? 20, period, yep. If it was a, if it was Mike, a hot day, I'd go 30 to 40. I think I think forty is my max because there's things you can you know the queue's not bad you're inside you know you can do all that uh, it is for me the one thing about New Sorn that I love are a couple of the scenes now I don't want to get into just just mine so I'm gonna start with you all I want you guys to give me your favorite scenes from New Sorn and Jay like I said you're not a purist you obviously like New Sorn better so take me into New Sorn and tell me what what grabs you. Soarin' to tower. We are ready for takeoff. Well, as much as I love the castle, you know, over in Germany, is it the mm-hmm. Neustein Castle? You know, I've only yep. got like 103D printed models of it. Um, I really love flying over the Fiji Islands. And I know that, you know, it catches a little bit of flack, but it is such a beautiful, because there's so much detail, guys. You can see the stingrays. There's something new. You know, you can really look at uh, the scene, you know, look at the bottom of the ocean floor, see new new fish. Um, I really, really love that part. I would say that's probably one of my highlights. I just love that because it's just, like, I want to live there. Just, just drop me off. Just fly me over. I'll parachute out with a month's worth of MREs, and, and I'll figure it out after that. You know, I'll, I'll be Tom Hanks. I'm fine with that. That's where that's my jam, man. Yeah? yeah. Mike, what about you? What what scene grabs you on uh, this The one? polar bear spot. Yeah, that's The bear good. with the family, you know, just kind of chilling out on the, uh, you know, on the iceberg there. That's my favorite. Uh, so for me, I, I love the Fiji because I love the smell. Like, the F- yeah. Fiji, that's what grabs me with this one. Like, if I you had to take away my orange grove smell... 
you pretty much knocked it out of the park with this one. But then my other favorite scene is something that you're po you're both gonna be like, really? That's the one. It's it's at the one moment you kind of slow down. Mm -hmm. The soundtrack slows down. Everything gets very calm and quiet. And it's when you get to the Taj Mahal. Oh, that's and that's incredible, dude! You're gliding over the the water there, mm -hmm. at the, you know, at the in front of the Taj Mahal, yep. and it's just it's just beautiful. Now, before we make our way back to uh, Epcot on this attraction, we of course stop at the amazing. After you go over the Iguazu Falls in Argentina, uh, you make your way to the beautiful Eiffel Tower in Paris, France. <laughs> now. This is the debate <laughs> okay. that everyone has yes, with New Soren. Very valid debate. Let's talk about why most people say with New Soren we have an issue here. Because if uh, you have a kid who's riding it and you're in the wrong spot who doesn't know what the Eiffel Tower is, they're going to think it's the Leaning Tower of Pisa. The Eiffel <laughs> Tower is, is looks like a banana. <laughs> I get that. And and and, it, and that is a Disney fail. And really, Disney should have its feet held to the fire for that. Um, I don't know how they could have fixed it. I don't know, man. But that right. is... Can you imagine the CEO of the company coming in and sitting in that chair and writing that for their first time going... Bob Iger's going... Wow. I guarantee you when Bob did it, he sat right in the middle in the second row. Well, he, he's... He, Bob Iger's coming in and saying, I'm sitting here. Put Chapik over there in that chair. He's going to have to worry about this. I'm out of here. You know? <laughs> yeah, so there's no debate there, guys. I can't even... I, I can't. I can't even justify it, you know? So I'll be like, yeah, if you sit there, it's going to be a completely different ride. Mike, does this take you out it of does. it? It does, and it's, you know, if it was something that was done, if it was the old Soren that had that, you could say, well, you know, technology, they're just trying to, you know, keep, they're just trying to do stuff. In this day and age, I think you're, Jason, you said Yeah, it, but how do you, you fix that, buddy? You don't use a scene that will be distorted on a round screen. <laughs> okay, so you're With saying all, just get rid of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, I mean, there were yeah. so many other beautiful like, landmarks dude, and, and things you can look at. Why do you got to put something Grand that's going to be distorted? Yeah. 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 You're, you're, yeah, like you said, yeah. would you have your, your GoPro? I, I bet you pretty good did a better job with that than that. I mean, that's you, you got to round. Well, the screen, screen is huge. A... It's rounded. It's a big screen. I know. I mean, and you're right. There are so many other things that we could have. Like, look, why don't you just take us like in a, in a submarine and take us underwater? I mean, let's let's right. just let's just break all the, all the rules here. I'd rather I'd rather break the rules and be soaring underwater for ten seconds than look mm -hmm. at a banana on the screen made of steel. You know. Well. Well, so uh, as as much as that scene drives me crazy, they really nail it on on the uh, on the end scene when you fly back into Epcot and the fireworks are going you know going off and it, it's you know Spaceship Earth is beautiful and lit up and you're back to where you started. Let me give you guys as much that what scene doesn't crush it for me. You know what gets me with the new Soren? Is the cheesiness of the um, of the changes in between the scenes? So I'm really into like, wow, this is beautiful, and then oh my gosh, there's I'm gonna get hit by a whale. You know what I mean? Or I'm watching and it's like there's a kite gonna hit me in the face. Everyone is like, it's almost like watching a trying to watch one of those really campy, scary movies where there's just jump scares okay. all the time. Yeah, I'm like, I don't need to have that kind of wipe like you could just literally just transfer fade me to the in, next fade scene. in and fade out real that's quick that's perfect yeah. yeah it's because a lot of it seems very digitized too 
you know Mm -hmm. like whenever you look at the polar bear and the polar bear is literally holding a coke and waving at you you know going (laughs) hey you know uh santa claus is on the train in the distance going by and i'm like that's not happening you know what i mean like come on uh that's the only thing that gets me with the new soren i'm like it is do you need all that do you think here's where i think um we start talking about digital technology and uh the 3d animation is um the 3D animation's not near as good as like a Pixar or something like that. Oh, 100%. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I'm just curious on um, who was the 3D animators on this. Now, I, I mean, I'm not saying they did a bad job, guys. But, um, you know, who was the 3D team that was on this where, you know, when you rendered this, um, it might have looked good on your, you know, your 16 by 9, you know, your, your little, you know, on your computer monitor. But when you threw that up on the projection, um, it, it's, it's kind of, uh, there's some pretty, like, it like, seems very digitized wow, at times. Wow, like, yeah, yeah like, um, George well, Lucas got his hands on it. Yeah, like, he entered the thing. As I'm going back and watching the Star Wars, I'm like, why did you add that scene? That yeah. scene's terrible. You know, like, yeah. the whole, like, the song they put into... Uh, um, Return of the Jedi. The Return of the Jedi, you just, I, it makes you want to throw things at the screen. Like, you're just going insane. Um, the, the thing I love about this is it can stand the test of time with Disney. Mm-hmm. As long as they are open to changing it and to upgrading it as sure. technology is upgraded, this can stand the test of time mm-hmm. um, because it doesn't have something like, uh, let's take a, oh man, I don't know, Carousel Progress, right? That has a feel, that has a Disney name on it, that has the, if they ever try to take it, everyone would revolt, right? Soren doesn't have that. Right. Being being a newer attraction, you know, when you look at look at things mm-hmm. in the big picture. But it is able to be changed. So my question to you all as we wrap up talking about Soren is if you could or would you support them maybe uh, you know, one year or maybe maybe just a, in certain periods of time during certain festivals doing a Soren over Disney where you only you go from park to park around the world. And you get to fly through and see different places, just Disney property. Maybe you fly in and you're right behind the Tron roller coaster, you okay. know? All right, just kind of like a, an homage it, to all the little... You fly down Main Street and you can smell the confectionery. So it almost should be like a drone where you could actually dip, maybe dip inside the um, Pirates right. of the Caribbean and actually right. quick just zip in and out. I mean, that would be that would be fun, almost like you're a bird. Mm-hmm, yeah. Bird's yeah. eye view of Disney parks. You would know? you all be down for that? Sure. I would see. Mike's no. Mike's saying no. This is I see, and this is where I think if if I'm gonna, I, I would really love how how fun would it be to throw in 3D glasses and give me a tour of kind of like I want to go back to um, Star Tours, but a slower. Mm-hmm. Hold me up in the world, hold me up in space, and let the Death Star just sit there and hover in front of me in three dimensions, and have yeah. the you know have have a battle take place, and then take me. I would really love it. Just maybe even you know over the month of May to over the May fourth on you know um, incorporate. I would love to see some three D glasses brought into that because technology is is there enough now. Mike, I don't know how the 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 round screen is going to be with the three, you know, with, mm-hmm. with them being able to do a stereoscopic or, or something. Um, I don't know, but, um, yeah, it would, I mean, there's, there's so much they could do, man. I mean, could they actually, um, could they lead off of guardians of the galaxy? I mean, are there, is there something that they could actually like maybe dump Soren and just kind of build off of something else? 
could could you take me? How about this, Justin? Could you take me to um, every country in Epcot, but their That's IP, it. but their yep. IP maybe take me into Frozen, fly yeah. me through, and and let me see, you know, um, you know, all, all the characters there, and then zip me up, and then have me over in Paris where Ratatouille's kind of. You know, I mean, just just um, how how fun would it be to do a nod to all the uh, characters and countries that are around Epcot? I Dude, don't know. you go through the UK, you actually see the UK. You know, you're coming Mary through Poppins, London, you're flying, yes. and Mary Poppins flies next that to you. That would be amazing. You know, stuff like that. Yes, that would yeah. be fun. Yeah. Oh, that's good. You know, Mulan. You have the the uh, um, or, or China. You have Mulan coming over the the mountain as you you're you see all the all the forces go and yeah. you're right over the top of them. Yeah. How are us three dummies coming up with this, and yet they came up with a bent Eiffel Tower? because <laughs> i think because because they're asking the wrong people they need to quit going to the uh you know the 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 guys on the corner in la and going hey do you think this is a good idea yeah hey what if we idea. took that tower you know that really beautiful one over in paris and we just, just stored it bent it over <laughs> yeah <laughs> well why would anybody want to sit on the far side sit in the middle duh right. yeah you're right, right. let's do it um, I tell you what, this this attraction still, even with a burnt, uh, a burnt, even with a uh, bent Eiffel Tower, is still a must do for me because look, mm-hmm. for a long time, Epcot has needed this this type of attraction. You know, Test Track uh, before Frozen was there. I mean, look, I love I loved Maelstrom, but I I was ready to you know have another attraction to take be a people eater really mm-hmm. with guardians coming ratatouille mary poppins you know moana you know the the new moana attraction you got all this stuff coming uh i think we're gonna see soar and wait times drop which is good for every family going to disney because they will get to experience this uh on their next trip that concerns me because that means living with the land's gonna drop even more and i don't want that to be one of those things that goes away never i don't think never. it's going anywhere because you agree it serves a purpose it, it's because they, they it legitimately feeds yeah people at Disney mm-hmm. and because it does that and because they're since they got rid and they just have the the you know the narrator just in the speakers now yep. um now the the overhead can't be that much as far as like, like three cast members three cast I members kind of right there. Yeah, 50 right. bucks an hour so, right okay yep. yeah yeah anyway. so yeah I had a great time um talking about um Soren, one of my favorite rides. I know we were giving it a lot of love, and then we were kind of hating on it a little bit, but we were just being realists, guys, and we're feeling the same way that most of you are feeling because I don't care if you're a purist or if you're somebody who experiences it for the first time uh, on the new one. Um, if you're up in that corner area, you're going to see what we're talking about, and you're kind of going to, I don't know, just, just experience it in the middle. Um, I will say, though, the cast members are very accommodating, especially if you got somebody that's riding it for the first time. Mm-hmm. I say, hey, this is his first time. We really like the middle role. Can you work with us? I mean, don't ever demand anything from your cast members, but if they're able to work with you and you have a smile, uh, most of the cast members are going to accommodate you, um, you know, to the best of their ability. I mean, and, and they got a hard job. I mean, I mean, they're trying to regulate people. They're... Um, Man, I'll tell you what, they're, they're, there's a science behind a lot of that stuff, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, just, just go ahead and ask them, hey, you know, this is my first time, can I, uh, can I, can I sit in the, um, the, the best seat? And they're like, yep, we'll take you over here and we will get you all set up. And, and we did that, I think, with her grandpa, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe, I'm, I don't know, my memory, I make up things in my mind, I don't know. It sounds good right now. So we're going to say that. We're going to go with uh, her grandpa. We did that for her grandpa. So. You nailed it, Jay, man. This attraction for us is always an amazing uh, amazing must-do every time we're in the parks. And, and I think every family 
should experience this at least once, uh, if not many, many times, every time you're at Epcot. So I think Soren's here to stay, and I can't wait to take flight on this amazing attraction again. On behalf of our entire flight crew, thanks for soaring with us. To unfasten your seatbelt, just push down on the red button on your right. Be sure to gather all your carry-on items from the underseat compartment and exit to your left. So, hey, guys, before we go any farther... We have that special guest that I love to bring on to surprise you guys and um, stand by. And our special guest tonight is the amazing Lori, who is my favorite science nerd in the whole <laughs> world. And I'm not afraid to tell her that either uh, because she hits me with facts that I'm like, seriously, really? Are you sure? And she's like, it's all science. And I love it. Um, Lori, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on tonight because we just came off an amazing Zoom call. Uh, it was fun. Did you so like fun. that? I loved it. It was so much fun. Two, two incredible people. Um, and uh, we're so glad that you could make that with us. Um, tonight's show, we talked about um, Soren. So we're going to get into that a little bit. Um, but before we do that, uh, let's uh, have Mike just go ahead and take, take over and uh, take his, his favorite time of the week. You know, we just talked about Soren, and there's so many beautiful, magnificent scenes and, and portraits and very breathtaking things that you see when you're on Soren. Very picturesque. And picturesque things belong in a very special place. And that's our Disney Dad's Facebook group. And you know what? On that Facebook group, we get to see some amazing pictures. And that brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. All right, Lori, since you're our special Patreon guest this week, why don't you tell me what your favorite pick of the week would be? Uh, yeah, so I am actually so impressed that there are so, so many great pictures with people not being in the parks, um, but I cannot resist a cute baby. So my pick of the week is somebody who said they've been around for a while, but posted for the first time. So Susan Martell, she posted a picture of her adorable little baby Rowan, um, just what, a month old or so. Um, so that's my pick of the week. I can't, can't resist the cute little baby. And it's always great to have new people um, posting and joining the family. So that's how, my pick. How cute is, how cute uh, with the uh, up uh, onesie, you know, yeah. I, man, I could rock a up onesie for sure. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. <laughs> the uh, same one. Same one. It wouldn't, we <laughs> could share size. when you get down, when you grow up, grow it, send it to me. <laughs> Let's do this. I love it. <laughs> All right. Jay, tell me, what's your pick of the week? I'm actually going to roll with Michael Taylor's picture. Uh, today is National Nurse Appreciation Day. Um, I'm throwing some love to Katie as well in here. And, um, and he, she, here's the, the, this is probably, you know, there's moments where people share with us and I'm like, oh, that's super neat. And then there's moments where I'm like, man, like I get jealous. <laughs> Savannah got to meet Paige and um, what, a, what a great opportunity to just uh, meet somebody that uh, is a, really a voice who's going to be um, uh, infamous forever. I mean, you're always going to hear that voice. It's never going to change. It's, it's, you know, I correlate to a lot of these like movies uh, like when we watch Mary Poppins, the original one, or, you know, uh, some of the uh, older ones where those voices are forever going to be uh, around. I mean, forever, forever and ever. So good on her. 
All right. My pick of the week is going to go to uh, Craig Rourke. And you know why mine's going to Craig Rourke? Listen, everybody's been doing sidewalk chalk. His daughter did some amazing uh, scenes from Disney World. She has Epcot. She has the, the Tree of Life, Animal Kingdom. But my favorite part about that was when she thinks of Hollywood Studios, she has the Mickey Sorcerer hat. Because mm-hmm. I said it's the best thing that ever happened at Hollywood Studios. She knows it as well. So, Craig... Besides having a beautiful picture, your daughter is very smart when it comes to Hollywood Studios, and you have my pick of the week. It's a good one. It's a really good one. Uh, my pick of the week is going to go to our good, good buddy, Steve Taylor. Uh, he's at all to be back. Is that not how we all feel right now? Just a small selection from October 2019. They're over at Fort Wilderness. They got some Mickey waffles. I mean, like, it's absolutely just breathtaking pictures. And that's what it's all about, man. Being able to still see those pictures inside the parks and the resorts and not just lay down and dream that I'm, I'm sleeping at a Walt Disney World resort tonight. That's all I want to happen. Uh, so, yeah, Steve, awesome, man. Love, love, love the pictures. Hey, before we uh, start wrapping up the show and getting close to the end and heading into our Patreon, um, Laurie, let me ask you something. What are your thoughts on the new Soren right now, or versus the old one? Let me let me let me just tie the show into that. I like the old one. I do the old one. I I'm not I'm not so much bothered by the the you know leaning mm-hmm. tower of of the Eiffel Tower. That doesn't bother me as much. But I just liked the old one. Um, the orange smell and. I don't know, something about it just, I, it was so much better to me. Yeah, my family likes the new one. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I'm definitely old school girl. Yeah. Is this a musty ride for you guys when you go? Um, it's, it is, it is. We, we always try and do it. Um, but if we have to like pick in terms of the fast pass, mm-hmm. test track will win every single time. Okay. So we're pretty clever with, you know, we go early, let's just run right there, get on before the lines. But sure. Um, yeah, it wouldn't kill a trip if we didn't make it on. Okay. What's, yeah, what's this early in the parks that you're talking about? What is I this? I know. I, so it's what we call morning. Oh, oh, gotcha. I don't know what it is. It's, it's, you you're do speaking, not. speaking German to me here. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, have you noticed that the ride first, that the wait time for Soren has been a lot less? I think since they did the whole rehab and they had those extra screens, I think that it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things that if you had to skip the fast pass, you probably got a pretty good shot of getting on that. Have you guys seen that when you've been to the parks? Yeah, I agree. I think we haven't had as mm-hmm. much of a hard time. We've been on it without a fast pass mm-hmm. our last maybe three or four trips. So, yeah. Well, yeah talk think- about a workout. It's like a four-mile walk from the uh, – <laughs> beginning to the (laughs) and you know what's weird too is like a lot of times if you so let's say you skip a fast pass right and you say i'm just gonna wait in the queue normally take peter pan for example you get more with the queue than you do with a fast pass queue this one not so much it's kind of just rolls right next to the other one well now they got the um the disney play where you can play with your 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 apps got some cool games in there um uh, I'm I'm really trying to sugarcoat that because it's not as cool as any of the other ones. It's very it's very industrial. How's that? It's very. But you know, I think it's supposed to be made to look like an airport terminal. You yeah. know, you're you're yeah. you're just heading up the airport terminal. So indoors yeah. and it's air conditioned, and that's a key down there <laughs> in the hot true. weather. So I'll take that over uh, some hot outdoor ride queues. That's for sure. Yeah, it's and it's a, it's a weird spot whenever you whenever you if you're new to Disney and you realize like wow, this amazingly huge attraction mm-hmm. is kind of hidden back in the corner. Like, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, You're like, yeah. wow, you know, but the coolest part, and I love this, is that is one of the biggest show buildings on property, mm-hmm. but you don't see it. 
you don't see it when you're in World Showcase because Disney's genius and they paint it that beautiful blue because you're in Central Florida and it's that beautiful blue so it blends in with the sky and you don't even notice it. So, but if it, if you really pay attention, that show building is massive. I mean, absolutely huge. Gonna be some big ones, man. That's it. Guardians of the Galaxy, all that other good stuff. Oh, so, I'm yeah. so excited, Laura. You all are you all um uh, roller coaster. Phase? I'm not. I mean, I'm the person who holds the stuff when the yeah. family goes on the roller coaster. Yeah, I don't do well. Yeah, ser- yes, I hold stuff. <laughs> I don't do well. I did, I did Mission Space once years ago with my goddaughter, and I then sat on a bench for 45 minutes just regretting that decision really bad. So I, I would really love to ride that with you and Justin at the <laughs> same time. That's not happening. No, Lori and I, Lori and I will sit there and, and yes. uh, we'll, you know, have a refreshment and, yes. uh, and, and we'll wait for you all. I'm not yeah. getting into that death trap. That yeah. is you, mission. You say space. that you owe me a picture in there. Oh my God. I got him in there. Ugh. He likes yeah, me better. <laughs> you know what the worst part about that attraction is if it didn't like you get in, you're like, okay, it's a little claustrophobic. And then the whole thing just starts oh, compressing yeah. in on your face. And you're like, okay, now I, I, and why in the world do they got to put the harness on you too? It's, it's horrible. Like, oh, it's awful. It's, Amy I'm was making you. fun of him the whole time. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you the whole time. Yeah. I hold my cell phone in case, you know, I have to get my mind off things so I can just look at my cell phone. And I'm, you know, it's like, it's like my pacifier when I go to look at Scott Zobel's pictures, huh? <laughs> oh gosh, man. I tell you what, I get nervous. I get, I'm not, look, my palms are sweating right now and I'm sitting in the comfort of my home. I, oh, I can't do it. I just can't, I just can't do it. So I'm glad there's no rides that do that to me. So none, none, absolutely none. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, well, I, I tell you what, it's, uh, Soren adventure to epcot i mean you really are either old sword or new sword and i do agree i miss the orange grove smell that's one of the best smells on disney property ever but um it really does bring that sense of adventure to where you're seeing parts of the world maybe you've never seen kids never seen and it really does transport you in that way so i love that I love the story of Soren, how it was, uh, you know, they, they discovered how to do the, the actual ride mechanism itself yeah. with, uh, you know, with some connects pretty much is, is what he used, you know, he used his kids uh, connects and made it to where it goes up. So that's, that's a cool, cool story. But uh, for me, it is a must do every time we go. So it's, it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun tonight to, uh, to talk about Soren. That's for sure. Um, hey, listen, before we get too much down the rabbit hole of talking more and more, Soren, let me take this moment, like I always do, and let me just say thank you, Lori. Thank you for being a, an incredible member to the community. Thank you for supporting the show. Um, thank you for um, your friendship. Thank you for your Disney love. Um, and um, we're going to talk a little bit about more about this on Patreon, but um, thank you for that drink at Epcot. You got me and Shannon McPherson a drink, you know, great. I don't know if you two knew that. Oh, no, I didn't you saw know the this. picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. So, um, and, and she said she was getting me two, so she still owes me one. It's true. So. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but anyways, thank you uh, for being an amazing part. I can't wait to get you over to the Patreon so we can dive into Lori and what makes Lori tick on Disney. And we're going to just have some fun talking Disney guys. So with that. Um, and that's going to do it for the free edition of the Disney Dads podcast. Everybody else, I got to say, have a great day. And uh, my Patreon people, please stand by because I'm going to have some fun. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night, guys. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney.
Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the wonder... And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.